It's a new era for Marquette basketball. This year, Marquette University welcomes coach Shaka Smart as the head coach of the men's basketball team. Coach Smart is a Wisconsin native who grew up in Madison for 18 years before going on to coaching success, including leading Virginia Commonwealth University to a Final Four appearance. On and off the court, Coach Smart is committed to relationship building, including community engagement and service. In this podcast, Coach Shaka Smart and President Lovell talk about their core values, vision for Marquette and Milwaukee, and looking forward to having the Pfizer Forum full again this year. I'm Lauren Burke, and this is Marquette in Milwaukee with President Mike Lovell. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Um, we start these off by having you guys introduce yourselves, but I feel like I'm in a room with people who need no introduction. But for the sake of tradition, let's yeah. do it. Dr. I, Level. I'm Mike Level, President Marquette. I'm Shaka Smart. Happy to be the new uh, men's basketball coach at Marquette. Yeah. How long have you been? How long have you officially been a Golden Eagle? Since late March. Late March. So about a month and a half. Yeah. So Dr. Level, um, let's let's start with you and talk about, you know, what were the qualities you saw in Coach Smart that you were like, this is the guy. This is the guy we need to, to bring in. First of all, the, the first thing, you know, I always look for, you know, when you bring somebody into, the, in, into, into our team is whether their values align with, you know, my values, institution's values. Yeah. And it was very clear, you know, that, that Shaka's values are a great fit for Marquette. Uh, and the thing that I that really strikes you about Shaka is he's such a relationships person and how much he cares for others. And what struck me was that he wasn't just going to be a, a coach of our basketball team, but he was going to help not only our players, but our campus community to, to be better versions of ourselves and, you know, really helping everyone grow to their full potential. And, you know, and I say that the other thing that really struck me is Shaka just wasn't a, a basketball coach. He's going to be a leader in Milwaukee yeah. and help address the changes that we that we need to make, to, you know, to just be a better city. And so he's going to make, what, what struck me was he was going to make our team better, but he's also going to make our campus better and our community better. And those are things that we think about what Marquette is about and our Jesuit mission, you know, to live life in service to others. That's right. what I saw in Shaka. Yeah, beautiful. But you're you're new to the area, but not new to Wisconsin. And uh, so you were born in a very interesting year for Marquette, 1977, which is, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but that's a, that's a pretty big year for Marquette basketball. But um, so talk about what it's like to been back and like, what has your impression been of, of the Marquette community, the Milwaukee community so far? It's been great to be back. Um, I never really thought about um, moving back to Wisconsin when I left. I I went to college in Ohio, a small school called Kenyon College. And then when you're in coaching, especially as a young guy, you bounce around a lot. Mm -hmm. So I lived in Pennsylvania, then back to Ohio, South Carolina, uh, Florida, Virginia, Texas. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I always had a, a pretty good familiarity with Marquette yeah. um, as, as a school and, and especially as a basketball program. A couple good friends of mine worked here as part of Tom Crean's staff. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've heard lots of stories about, <laughs> uh, you know, those teams with Travis and, and Dwayne Wade and, and, and that crew. Um, and I just 
you know, I've always had a lot of respect for uh, the way things are done here. Uh, but it's great to be back. It's great to be. I'm a Midwest guy. Yeah. You know, uh, I think different areas of the country have maybe different cultural, you know, ways about them. And, and this area is a, a place I'm very, very comfortable with and excited to be here. Yeah, good. So your family um, consists of your wife, Maya, daughter, Zora. Um, what else do you want people to know about your family, you, anything that you feel like people should know that maybe would, would bring a bigger connection with you? My mom is, is my probably my biggest influence in my life. Uh, she lives in Madison. I feel bad, actually. Um, I, I didn't really dawn on me uh, until I was I got a chance to go see her last weekend. Uh, I hadn't been there to see her in a decade. The reason is because she always would come to visit us. Yeah. My daughter's nine years old, and you know my mom was constantly coming, you know, to see Zora. But um, she's again the biggest influence on me. She did not have a lot of rules when I was a kid. I, I could never be as liberal of a parent as, as she was, <laughs> um, but she really hammered home to me the importance of education. Yeah. Uh, never bring home a bad grade. That was a no-no. Um, and to her, that was a B. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, just making sure that, that we demonstrated um, compassion and gratitude, um, you know, just with people around us. And so uh, it's great to be back around her. As you mentioned, my, my wife's name is Maya. She's named after Maya Angelou, one of the two most impressive American figures that I've ever you know, had a chance to be around. Yeah. Um, went to Harvard, and uh, she has a her degree in Harvard is is in social studies, kind of a general a social studies degree. And then she went to Northwestern Journalism School, Medill. So she's trained as a journalist. She's a very good writer. She she did used to do freelance, a lot of freelance writing. Yeah. And then she worked for a, a business newspaper, basically. Um, but now she's writing a book on teaching kids to read. That's her biggest uh, area of interest. Mm-hmm. And then in the community here, that's when she's able to get settled and everything. That's the biggest thing that she's going to want to childhood literacy. Um, my daughter's name is Zora. She's named after Zora Neale Hurston, one of the best writers in American history. So um, you know, we have powerful names, at least, in our family. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife's uh, mom, her name's Margaret, she's lived with us since 2011. So she'll be making the move up to Milwaukee as well. Oh, how nice. Well, I'm sitting here with two athletes, Dr. Lovell as a runner and coach, obviously, with basketball. What are your what are your workout routines right now these days? Well, I've learned after getting head coaching jobs when I was younger, it's very, very easy in your first several months on the job to not take good care of yourself oh, physically sure. when it comes to what you eat, sleep, working out. So I can't say that I've done a great job of it, but I've done a better job than I did uh, the last two times. Uh, my favorite type of workout is anything competitive with other guys with me in the weight room. So for instance, later today, Deshaun Wells, our video coordinator, and DeAndre Haynes, one of our assistant coaches, and I are going to do uh, you know a series of competitions in the weight room. We'll do about 10 different competitions and there'll be a winner of each Mm. and then whoever wins the most competitions will have bragging rights so 
I'll get back to you on who wins. <laughs> Dr. Lovell? You know, we, we had a, a year, you know, without races. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I'm, I'm really looking forward to is uh, having triathlon season again this summer. And the, and the USA Triathlon Social Championships are in August in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I'm very much starting to, you know, uh, ramp up my cycling and, and swimming, you know, to go along with my running so I can compete this summer. And I'm really looking forward to it. So you're an avid reader, correct? I like to read. You like yeah, to read? I like to read. Yeah. I, I, my wife uh, took a class in speed reading and she reads it literally about 10 times as fast as me. So Whoa. it takes me <laughs> a lot longer, but I definitely enjoy reading and you know, I, I try to work that into my routine each day. Yeah, and you have a you have your own sort of like book of a hundred pages of quotes. Is that true? Well, I do, but uh, you know, I've kind of moved on to the next evolution of of that pursuit. But when I was probably between, I don't know, my late twenties and about mid thirties, I would add one quote every day to my quote list. Wow, and. And I still have it. I think it's about 120, 130 pages. Um, lots of good stuff and stuff that we can use with players and uh, recruiting. Uh, a lot yeah. of good stuff in there. Can you give it like what would be a good example of one that would would be so applicable to maybe Marquette or a motto or something you can share? There's lots of great ones. I mean, in, in my quote list, it's a uh, quotes that resonate with me, yeah. but also quotes that, um, you know, might resonate with the people that I coach and that I'm around. Um, and it changes over time. It's interesting, you know, as you change, the things that resonate with you change. Uh, one that I use with players all the time is from Steve Prefontaine. Uh, I know Dr. Love yeah. is a big runner. Yep. <laughs> um, probably my favorite runner uh, of all time. And he said to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. Oh. And so, you know, we try to utilize that with our guys because um, they have these gifts you know, basketball-wise and otherwise, and just try to get them to make the most out of those gifts. But if you don't give your best, then you're not you're not really taking full advantage of the gift that you have. Yeah. Anything that either of you are listening to right now or reading right now that you want to share with us? You know, I like uh, The Learning Leader, uh, by Ryan Hawk. I've been <laughs> really diving into George Mumford uh, a lot. He is a mindfulness expert Mm -hmm. who has about as impressive of a background as you can you can get he worked with Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls teams and Kobe and Shaq's Los Angeles Lakers teams Uh, so I've been listening to a bunch of stuff on him and then in terms of books I like to reread a lot so people ask me all the time what my favorite book is yeah Um, so my answer to that right now changes but is a book called uh, The Untethered Soul. Okay, very nice. Have you read that, Dr. Lovell? No, I have not. No? Put it on my list. Add yeah. it to your list. So what, what about you? What are you listening to reading right now? So so I'm, I'm currently reading two books right now, and um, one of the, my favorite podcasts is uh, Brene Brown, Anatomy of Trust. Mm-hmm. And so I'm reading her book, Dare to Lead, and I'm also reading a book on Ignatian humanism. Oh. And so it's really interesting because the book goes through five different Jesuits in the way that they led and impacted the world. And it's, I always find it fascinating to read, you know, on there because people don't realize how innovative they were and in how they always 
adjusted and changed due to the changing circumstances that, that, that they that they were in. And yeah. so it's been, yeah, it's been really, it, it's been very fascinating. So those are the two things that I'm currently chewing on right now. Yeah. Now, have, have you ever heard Brene Brown's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's, she's great. She's uh, a Texas grad, I believe. Yeah. She spent some time there. She came and spoke. Um, yeah. I like Brene Brown. I like, you know, the, when she talks about being in the arena, you know, it's, you know. Trey I, and I, I were that. actually yeah. uh, looking at that poem today, Teddy Roosevelt's yeah. poem, The Man yeah. in the Arena. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, her vulnerability stuff is, it's so spot on with the guys that we coach. Yep. Because they're these big, macho, tough guys, <laughs> and but they really just need to be open to. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've ever been in my office, so. You have been in my office, but you may not have noticed it on my on my on my desk is a jar that's full of marbles. And what I gave to all the leadership team is I gave everybody mason jars and I gave them all a bag of marbles. And I said, whenever somebody does something for you that you really appreciate, some write a little note and give them a marble. And so it's competition to see who can get the marble jar the fullest. So mm-hmm. like my team, you know, again, showing gratitude to each other, you know, for things that they, you know, and, and just remember it only takes one, as Brene says, you know, you know, trust is built through all these small things. It only takes one thing to dump the whole jar out yeah. you know, to break the trust. So you can be, you can work for years with somebody and do one thing that breaks that trust and the trust the relationship is gone. Interesting. You know? yeah. Yeah. Well, as two huge leaders on campus, who do you both model your leadership after? Coach, you mentioned your mother. Anybody else that really inspires you? When it comes to leadership, I'm a mutt uh, (laughs) in terms of (laughs) I don't really have one person that, you know, I I, I try to be exactly like, but I try to follow as many as I can. We were talking before we got on the air about the accessibility in 2021 of mentors that even that we've never even met. So there's a lot of leaders that have impacted me that don't even know it. The coach that probably impacted me the most that I worked for was Billy Donovan. He's a coach of the Bulls now, but I worked under him at Florida, University of Florida. And he used to say to me all the time, the number one thing we can do as a member of a coaching staff is positively affect the minds of our players. And that just rings in my head. Um, but I, I actually, um, there's a lot of coaches out there that I've never even gotten a chance to work with that are great uh, influences on me. Uh, there's a guy named Jack Clark. That's a rugby coach at Cal Berkeley. Okay. Uh, he's won like 30 national championships <laughs> in rugby. Um, he's taught me a lot about leadership. In fact, uh, we stole the definition of leadership from him which is uh, leadership is simply the ability to make people better. And I, I like that because it doesn't confine leadership to someone with a certain title of head coach or captain of the team. Yeah, Literally, a freshman could come in here and in his first week, he can start making people around him better. Mm-hmm. And he's a leader if he does that. Yeah, I like that. That's really nice. Dr. Level, who who inspires you? Yeah, so my, my um, favorite... Uh, leadership book is a book called The Way of the Shepherd. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, the book talks about leading in a similar way to the way Jesus lived his life. And it really just reminds you that as a leader, the more that you personally sacrifice for others, the better leader that you ultimately be. Mm -hmm. 
And again, the shock had pointed out, it really stresses, you know, the fact that when you experience great leaders in your life, they made you better because they were willing to personally sacrifice to invest in you mm-hmm. to help you become the best version of yourself. And so uh, the book, it's, it, you know, I'll give a copy of Shaka. It's, yeah. it's one of these quick <laughs> reads, but it's I, I, it really resonated with me because it really puts you in the space where you are you're, you're a servant to others. That's really where, where we should be when we're leading. Yeah, beautiful. Sounds like you guys will be trading titles a lot for books uh, <laughs> over the next few years. <laughs> yeah, I, it's always hard to keep up with uh, people that are prolific readers, starting with my wife. Part of the challenge for me is I like rereading things. <laughs> so my favorite books, I kind of keep them in a rotation. But well, Stack think, on the nightstand. Yeah, yeah, I think I've read The Way of the Shepherd three or four times. Oh, and every goodness. time I read it, I take something different away from it. Yeah, of yeah. course. Dr. Lovely, you've talked about you know student-athletes being ambassadors for Marquette University and just hearing Coach talk about quotes and talking to his players. Like, What are the things that you are hoping that Coach instills in those players and teaches them that would make them be those great ambassadors for Marquette? Yeah, well, and... You know, we've talked before that our men's basketball program is probably the most external part of the university. It, right. it really, it's our brand reputation nationally in many respects is based on our men's basketball program. Yeah. And so obviously when I look at those young men and what I want coach to develop them into, I want them to be leaders and not just leaders on the basketball court, but leaders, you know, on our campus and future leaders of society. And yeah. so... I think it's you know again I I'm 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 very excited that Shaka is our new coach because I know that when he's talking to the players he's just not teaching them basketball skills yeah he's teaching them much more and he will shepherd them you know to places where they quite frankly don't even know they can go and so I'm thinking that you know when I think about when they graduate some of them will go to the NBA some of them will go into the world right away you know I want them to be looked at as you know, again, we talked about four being positive agents of change in the world and making a huge impact on the people's lives. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so it's been a bit hard these days to kind of connect with the community with, with COVID and, and the Milwaukee community. But coach, what are some of the ways that you're hoping your players are going to connect with, with our Milwaukee community? Well, I think the first thing we need to start with in terms of connection is is on our own campus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the places where I've coached where there's been the best home court advantage mm. and the best, uh, you know, basketball dynamic has been one where there's a really good relationship between the players on the team and the fans, particularly the students. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, other fans, former students and, you know, folks in the community that, that, that support the team. So, um, you know, I think hopefully, knock on wood, with, um, you know, the – the predicament of the pandemic getting better, uh, you know, hopefully that will allow for more more connection on campus. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, I'm really, really interested in, because we're smack dab in the middle of the city, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that our guys and, and our coaching staff is involved in, in trying to help in any small ways we can move the community forward, and particularly with young kids, because uh, the guys on our team, they don't quite understand how much they're looked up to by, yeah. by youngsters. Yeah. And I think we do have the opportunity to make a real positive impact. Um, you know, Dr. Lovell mentioned there are some disparities, you know, in the city, 
And uh, unfortunately, that's the case in, in all of our urban centers in this country. Disparities in healthcare, disparities in education, mm-hmm. disparities in housing, um, disparities uh, in the criminal justice system. So, um, you know, we're basketball coaches and players, but I think what we can do is uh, utilize our platform to help amplify the good things that are already happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dr. Lovell and I have talked about this. It's the first thing I want to do is is really learn about the people that are already doing really good work in the community. Mm-hmm. And then if we can use you know our platform to help that in any small way, then that's really, really powerful. Yeah. You just, you mentioned the fans and it made me, you know, think about COVID and the fact that there hasn't been a lot of fans happening because of this. So what are you looking forward to the most? You know, that first full crowd at the Pfizer Forum and what have you missed about that? Oh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to November 9th as our first game. Yeah. And that, you know, it's interesting when you, this is the third time that I've, you know, become the new head coach at at a school, and you you know typically those these coaching jobs change in the spring. So there's several months before you play. Um, so there's which is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. you need that time <laughs> for sure. But then you know your first game is in November, and that's when you know you really get to you know be part of the basketball program from a competitive and, and game standpoint. So I'm excited about just being there in the five-serve forum. I've gotten a chance to go to a couple Bucks games. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's just pretty cool to be able to say that's our arena. Yeah. And uh, I want our guys to take pride in, in the fact that uh, we play in such a beautiful arena. And I want our fans to take pride in that. And, again, that relationship, I can't really put it into words. It's something more you can feel. Um but that's what we want to create is this relationship between the folks that support us in the games and the guys actually on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can feel it. And when you have it, it's a special thing. Dr. Level, so what what have you missed? Oh, <laughs> so, you know, we you know, we went through all last season and, I, you know, I went to all the, the home games in most of the time I was one of three people in the whole section I was in, you yeah. know, there would be maybe 30 or 40 people at the games. And, uh, you know, when they, it still played Thunderstruck at the start of the game. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it, without the students, you know, you know, waving their arms back and forth, it just yeah. wasn't the same. The yeah. energy just wasn't there. And, you know, you could hear, you know, you know, everything. It just, it, it, it I just am so excited to be back in that, that community because, you know, men's basketball is so important to, to Marquette university and who we are and you know quite frankly our alumni and you know our 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 close friends and so you know i'm very much looking forward to you know getting you know back to a sense of normalcy and you know i i usually host a group of people for the games and we have the coaches you know do the chalk talks and everything before and i just I, i can't wait for that again yeah so um summer's upon us and i'm curious about you know uh, coach what you're looking forward to doing the most you know you and your family in milwaukee for the summer what are you looking forward to doing <laughs> well i'm most looking forward to spending time with our players yeah um we have a mix of returning players and a lot of new players and they actually start to get here in less than a week oh goodness so um <laughs> are you ready Looking for oh yeah I mean that's my favorite part is is just getting a chance to be around those guys and 
get to know them and help develop a plan for their own, you know, development and success. Um, and then with my family, I'm most looking forward to just getting them up here. They're not here yet because my daughter's finishing school uh, in Texas, and they should be here hopefully by the end of the month. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to spending time around them. One of the silver linings of the pandemic um, for a, a lot of us was got a chance to spend more family time yeah, because absolutely. travel was suspended, recruiting was suspended. Um, you know, for several months, I literally was at home every single day yeah. and I got to see my daughter every day, which is rare in coaching. You know, normally in coaching, there's extended times away because of travel with games and also recruiting. So this spring, you know, just being away from her at a formative time in her life has been a challenge, but they'll be here soon and looking forward to showing them around the city. Yeah. Dr. Love, I'm curious if you have any advice for coach as, you know, you were new once a handful of years ago. Do you have any advice for, uh, you know, making your way at Marquette? Yeah, well, so, you know, I think he's he's taking the right approach and knowing that Marquette is a place where personal relationships really matter. And, you know, I've said before, people care more about each other, more about the institution and just embracing that and, you know, being willing to be vulnerable, you know, because that's what people will attach to you, you know, particularly at Marquette through your vulnerabilities. And I will just say that, you know, getting having get, gotten to know Shaka, you know, over the last, you know, six weeks or so, I think that he will be embraced by our community and our broader community, and he just needs to be himself. Good advice. I love it. So uh, for those listening right now, how can they start to get ready for the game this fall? How can everybody get pumped and ready? It's a great question. Well, first, wow. I, I want everybody to get vaccinated so that <laughs> yes. they, can, they can be in the <laughs> arena with us, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great point. I mean, it's uh, I, I, I think it's important for us to – not take for granted that we have to continue to take positive steps towards returning to somewhat normal sports life and and other aspects of life. Uh, In terms of our team, one of the things I'm really excited about, once we get all of our guys on campus and and they kind of get their feet under them, is finding creative ways to help the community get to know us, new coaches, new players. Um, We have some guys coming in here, uh, both from the standpoint of the coaching staff and our our roster, the players, that have incredible stories. And I want uh, our fans and our students and the folks that support our team to be able to hear those stories prior to watching us play. Mm -hmm. Because as Dr. Lovell pointed out, you know, people want to get to know you. They want to get to know what someone's all about. And um, so we've got to come up with the right ways to to tell those stories and, and to create exposure to our team. But I'm excited about that. I'm excited, too. Can't wait for that first game. Can't wait for that full Pfizer form. It's going to be amazing. So thank you both for sitting down and chatting with me today. And go Marquette. Mm-hmm.